Hey there, chocolate lovers. If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, you can find it on our Craft Chocolate TV YouTube channel. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Craft Chocolate TV. My name is Dylan Butterbaugh, and today we are going to answer some questions about scaling up a chocolate factory. I have a friend who is building another chocolate factory. They've been around for a few years. They've experienced some success and growth. They are now about to move into a chocolate factory and build out about a 3,500 square foot location. There's a lot of things to consider here, and I was really happy to be able to share with him what we'd learned since we just went through it about two years ago. And one of the first questions was, what has been the best feature you put in your new factory? And without a doubt, I would say the space, a bigger space for retail. And that's just because it's always been a large component of our business. The intangible benefits are huge in a multiple of ways. There's the development of long-term, well-established, die-hard customers that you've had face-to-face interactions with that will buy from you for life. They'll buy from you online. They'll buy from the stores that you sell to. And this really is that beginning of a ripple effect that you start to see um, in truly established companies that have been around for a long, long time. When you, when you really establish a solid customer base. And for us, retail has helped do that. And it's been a stabilizing effect even through all of the, the last year of 2020. A face-to-face interaction and retail presence gives the brand more story. It gives it visibility and weight. I see it as a must for any craft chocolate company, really. It's kind of like trying to imagine a craft brewery without having the pub attached. It becomes, uh, it becomes difficult to have a, the same connection to a place without that component, at least on the craft side of, of any small business. The next question, what has been the best feature you put in your retail space? Now, I observed from our first and second little factory build-outs that large counters, the, the more counter space we had, the better it was to relay our message, share our story, and do sales. And so in the new factory we have, we built counters that were, we probably added 15 feet additional counter space than we thought we would really use. We used all of it. And so we've got three large counters, 16 feet, 16 feet, and then another you know, 14 feet. And they all get utilized. Um, this even applies to, to production. Having more counter space is really helpful. Next question. What was the biggest mistake you made when setting up your factory or retail area? Now, directly behind me is a door. There's never been that door before. We are currently separating our retail space from our production space. The reasons were many. The main ones were the dust from the retail, from the production area would clog all the ACs. Second, the ACs had to work way harder to cool off all of our production space and retail space. So it would get hot, really hot all the time. And that's not a good environment for chocolate. Next question. What makes your factory and retail area work? Why do your customers love it? And what gets the best comments from your customers? So the way that we approach selling chocolate is some of the best customer service I've ever seen in my life uh, anywhere. 
We treat our tasting room like a winery would. A nice tasting room is uh, the reason we're able to be successful in retail. So people understand this concept and respond appropriately. Without the factory experience and being able to see through the windows, most of the entire concept I'm discussing falls apart. We tried a satellite location in Waikiki where we had a beautiful tasting room and it failed miserably. Without being able to look through the windows and explain your story and explain what you do, it was really hard to say, this is why this chocolate bar is $8 and this is why you should buy six of them. The retail location attached to the factory with windows solves that problem. It becomes much, much easier. So that was one of the best things that we set up in our factory that makes it work. Next question. What do you wish you had in your current shop? <laughs> I liked this question because I think about it all the time. More space, more space everywhere. And that would mean the retail area feels too small, the production area feels too small, and the storage area is too small. The most underestimated is the storage. The formula should probably be half of your production space allocated for storage. The amount of raw materials that you will need to have to be receiving is going to go up so much more than you ever would have expected when you start to grow. To grow. You have to buy in volumes and that means you have to put it somewhere. So that I think about all the time. It's a good problem. We outgrew our space very quick and that happens every time we have more space. You tend to outgrow it if you're using it right. High ceilings. High ceilings would be really nice. That's been a major limitation in the last year for us. For example, the roaster I'm sitting next to, we wanted, we had an opportunity to purchase at a great price, a roaster that was three times the size. We couldn't because our ceilings weren't high enough. Our ceilings are nine feet tall. The machine itself was taller than that. So that was really unfortunate. One of the other commonly underestimated parts of uh, what we wish we could have had was more power. We moved into this space and there was about 100 amps. We brought in 300 more. We are out of power. Chocolate is extremely power hungry as you're scaling. And so to have twice as much as you think you're gonna need, you will probably use over the course of time that you are in that location. So make sure you have additional power and you really think that one through. Last question. Were there any unforeseen technical issues that caused a problem when you were getting established? I wish I kept track of it, but it's kind of hard to count. Uh, anytime you're relying on other people to do anything becomes an issue because, well, it's not going to fit the timeline you want. When we were building this, which I did a lot myself and with a few friends, and it took nine months because of that. You know, you're going to have problems with the guys who are installing the air conditioning systems, the electrical permitting, um, putting down the epoxy floors if you need to do that. It, it just doesn't end. But yeah, I thought this would happen in three or four months. It took us nine. And I saved a lot of money doing it myself and with my friends, but there's a lost opportunity cost there. If we could have been open five months earlier, it probably would have made sense to just pay a professional crew to knock it out. So 
because I wasn't certain at the the way that our revenues might have picked up, I opted for doing it the the first way with me and my friends. Um, you know, instead of costing five hundred thousand dollars, it cost one hundred eighty thousand or two hundred thousand dollars. But you know, I it was a risk that I was more comfortable taking to do myself. So that has been uh, some of the trials and tribulations of scaling up into a newer location. It's been a wonderful experience. It's been very challenging. It's necessary for everybody who needs to grow their, their business and their chocolate factory. Thanks again for watching Craft Chocolate TV. If you enjoyed or found this helpful, hit that subscribe button and we'll keep more of our trials and tribulations flowing your way. Until then, happy chocolate making. Cheers. See you next time. Hi guys. If you enjoyed the podcast, we'd appreciate if you subscribe and give a review. This helps other chocolate lovers like yourself discover the podcast. Thanks for listening and have a great day.